Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Maverick Mondays. I'm your host, Maverick Peters. It is my intention to change your Mondays, to change your week, and to change your life. One episode, one Monday at a time, here on the Maverick Mondays podcast. I've had the incredible opportunity to sit down with some pretty fantastic people. The individuals who are successful at what they do or are extremely positive-minded in the way they live their daily lives, those are the people we will be hearing from on this show. Stay tuned for today's guest. Our episode 27 guest of the Maverick Mondays podcast has a keen sense of keeping things light and upbeat. With close to 10,000 social media followers, aspiring young actress and voiceover Jessie Gill shares her story as well as the secret to staying positive when things are overwhelming. Jessie Gill, welcome to the Maverick Mondays podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. So tell me, what have you been up to lately? Give me oh, a little highlight. Oh boy. Um, I just finished a Facebook watch series. Facebook is trying to launch their own network, so I was in L.A. for a few weeks shooting that, and it was really fun. We shot eight episodes, and they're all different genres, so we were like on the Westworld set, and I was sword fighting in a forest. It was really crazy. So people who don't know what Facebook Watch is. Yes. Facebook Watch is Facebook's crack at a Netflix, Amazon Prime streaming situation. Yeah, but you can just watch it right through Facebook. Yeah. So you're originally from here, from Beachwood, Ohio. Yeah, I grew up in Beachwood my whole life. How is the culture different? Oh, I would say much more liberal in New York, but everybody everybody's up to their own thing. And I feel like in New York, everybody's doing something really specific. Like they have very specific passions. Like I have a friend who does food PR, which like what? Yeah, but right. that's amazing. I feel like everybody's really passionate about their highly specialized thing. Yeah. What's it like with the hustle in the life of an, of an aspiring actress? What's it, that like? It feels almost like a bad idea. It's just... Really? <laughs> it's Oh, it's... I love it. It's yeah. great. But I wake up and um, every day I have a different schedule and I have an agent and a manager and they send me different emails with different appointments for auditions and I run from place to place and I do them all. Uh, and some you get like a sides or a script before and some you don't and you appear and you do the things do you would you say that you're the kind of person that works better under pressure yeah I work I work well under pressure I that's kind of I'm used to the schedule though I understand that that is ridiculous yeah (laughs) and then sometimes um depending on which jobs I book um, I can be sent somewhere else and then have to pause all of the New York things to be in California for a few weeks or I was in New Hampshire for a few weeks. You have the the freedom to be able to alter your own schedule. Yes. Where we are in the casting world, uh, everything is digital usually for the first round of anything. Okay. So I will get audition appointments or requests that ask for me to tape either on camera or I do a lot of voiceover work. So I have a microphone that plugs into my phone or my iPad that I have with me most of the time. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'll get requests that ask for something, but like I'll get it at 10 a.m. and they ask for it before 2 p.m., which is 
so unreasonable, but <laughs> <laughs> totally fine. Um, so even when I'm somewhere else, I'm usually taping and sending things in. So you're always working. Yeah. Have you always had that that work ethic where you're always doing something, or is yeah. this a newfound thing? I've I've really I've really always done that. That when I was here, um, I grew up doing theater, dance, all of those things, uh, and I was also on the speech and debate team at Beechwood, and that took up a ton of my time. But I would make them both both work. What do you feel millennials have to offer today that? And when I say millennials, I'm kind of just using the term of, you know, <laughs> yeah. people, you know, people growing up today. Yeah. What do you feel that we have to offer that previous generations didn't necessarily have to offer? I feel like a lot of us have creative solutions and the tools to make things a reality. I feel like we're given so many helpful tools um, and resources that didn't exist before. So we have more control over what we can do. But we don't have any control over the outcome. Um, but, you know, I'm like I'm always writing things or shooting things with friends while I'm working on like established projects uh, to try to do my own things. And that's that's something that has become easier over time. Like we've all got equipment and all of these platforms that we can throw things out into. OK, so now that you're in it, now that you're in the in the world of acting social media and everything oh yeah is there anything that you would go back and change now that you're in it um like your path leading up to it hmm. i mean you're still early on yeah i think i think that i would put less pressure on myself i feel sometimes especially if i'm working on something and i'm in california i feel like i look back at new york and i see myself running around like working so hard and throwing myself into these auditions that I know from if I like took a step back for a second I know that sometimes it's a commercial audition and it's a sentence and I did not need to freak out over it and drive myself nuts to get there and I feel like I just needed to you know take a step back and give myself a break or time to breathe let myself go home for more than two days have you done that that. recently like have you gone into an audition saying you know in the past i used to freak out over these things you know i got this uh yeah yeah Yeah. i think i walk into auditions i like auditioning i have fun with it it doesn't really freak me out so much but it did it used to yeah it used to i feel like in college it was really high stakes because we would have a few plays so everybody would freak out and prepare for weeks and weeks and put their whole life on this one audition where no one saw your play in college. Like, right. No one cares. Right. <laughs> but it should just be fun. It should be what you love doing. Do you remember when that switched? When that mm. went from nervous to confident I think, and relaxed? Yeah. I think um, my junior and senior year in college, I went to NYU, um, I switched from more of a theater program to a film and TV sort of acting program instead. Um, I think watching yourself on tape and knowing that you have so many more chances. It's not like nothing's permanent. You didn't mess up in an audition and someone's replaying it for your whole life. Like you can do it again. Uh, Yeah, kind of taking the pressure off of it, seeing how easy it is and how close you were to something. Like, oh, here's a note. I can actively watch that and see that I took that note and I did something differently. Yeah. Who's the one person you turn to for inspiration? Um, you know, my, my parents, your parents as, as a collective. Yeah. Yeah. 
I call them after certain auditions and they kind of, they're big, don't sweat it and remind me what I'm capable of if I'm um, frustrated or right. feel really stuck. That's great to have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there are some weeks that are slower than others and it's my third third year out of college and I have tracked like which weeks have a ton of auditions and which don't and it's the same every year and (laughs) every year I'm like oh I messed up I have no auditions this week like I ruined my whole career by doing I don't know what and it's just like Thanksgiving who uh, remind me yeah who inspired you when you were younger anyone Mm. in you know in the acting world anyone in general um I loved Disney princesses yeah I really wanted to I I used to memorize Disney movies and then my parents would be like oh no we lost it and I would say oh don't worry I memorized it I'll do it for you so I really liked um oh and and Amanda Bynes really yes not anymore but I really loved the Amanda show I always was like I could do that so we kind of talked about if you could if you could do it differently you know getting into the into the field starting on the road if you could do it differently what Mm -hmm. about your younger self what advice would you give your younger self maybe not necessarily in the world of acting but in general calm down i'm acting because i love it and it is fun and it's amazing and i wish that i put less pressure on myself because you know i'm gonna do how i'm gonna do in auditions i think freaking myself out really bad before things doesn't work out no no and i'm i know what i'm capable of and i can go in and i can do it if you run into conflicts you don't know what to do for example let's say anything from as small as you're going to be late for the audition Mm -hmm. to anything as big as there was a total miscommunication and you don't know what to do. You don't know how to prepare. Do you ever find yourself in a situation where you're stuck and what do you do? Well, recently I had, I had a really frustrating, I had an email miscommunication where I wasn't sent an appointment and I got a call from the casting office and they were like, are you planning on showing up for your audition? And that was that day. Well, yeah. And I was like, Oh, uh, what are you talking about? So, um, I called my agents and I was like trying to be calm and asked what was up and they started to freak out and they were like, oh my goodness, I can't believe we didn't send you this. We're so sorry. We thought you were CC'd on the email. Oh God. And they sent me the script and I ran home and I changed clothes to try to find something that was appropriate for what I was going in for. And I printed out the script and I learned it on the train and I went. Yeah. And it was, it was uncomfortable at the casting office. They were, they were really nice. When I got there, they said, oh, you know, your agents really took the fall. They, uh, we know it wasn't you, but oy vey. And so I kind of, that, you know, that's a, a sticky situation. And I was, felt like I was freaking on my way over, just like so anxious. And I, it was fine. Right. I went in, it was totally fine. Everyone was understanding and got that but it definitely you know you don't really have a choice but to roll with it i'm i have to remind myself every day to be more comfortable with rolling with it because there's no there's no plan right (laughs) right definitely um so i asked this question i i have asked this question to um successful business people and the question goes like this have you ever had to deal with a supporter or major benefactor that wanted you to do something in a different way than what you know how to do so the way this would apply to you would be did anyone not in the field of of acting or um whatever you're best at did mm-hmm. they ever try and say you know jesse you should really be doing it like this for example you know a parent mm-hmm. would say jesse you're not doing this right 
Mm. And you just want to say, mom, I know mm. what I'm doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I feel like in college I got a, a whole lot of that. I think yeah. um, as much as I am grateful for some parts of NYU, I would say that my first year uh, was a uh, was a, I had a few freshman acting teachers who would just sit us all down and tell us, you guys don't know what you're doing. All of that's wrong. Right. How dare you? You all have 100 problems and they all stem from your childhood and it's your trauma and all these things making like stopping you from being able to act and all of these kind of ridiculous, um, over dramatic and kind of generalized things that these freshman year teachers would kind of throw at students. And I think I believed it at the beginning and then I kind of reminded myself, um, you know, as school as school continued, that that's really not what I believe in, and I don't think everything that I went through as a child right. or young adult has all of it is not allowing me to sing a song. It doesn't. Yeah, it's not all that all the time, and it was kind of frustrating to see. It's hard to balance the way that you're seeing something with professors and. So, what are your goals? I would like to be on um, some form of sitcom recurring tv situation not that tv means anything anymore uh, internet streaming any any of those things something that i could work on for a long time i would really like and i would like to be on another i'd like to be on more animated series that would be great as a voiceover mm -hmm. right yeah yeah i i work on pokemon right now oh really which, yeah which that's been three years it's been really fun but i'd like to do more because you know you finish a season and that's it for the year. So you right. do it for like a couple weeks or a month or two. Right. And you're done. I want to do it all the time. What does it take for you to get to the next level for you to accomplish your goals? That's... What is What does Jesse have to do every morning or every week or once a month? Anything that... in particular you have to do? That's a great question. Um, I think I need to calm down a little bit. Because I, I, yeah. I think I... we're finding a theme here. Yes. <laughs> it's very hard. It's hard to take a step back um and see oh i'm i'm working on a bunch of things i feel like if i have a day where i'm not acting or i'm not on a set or i'm not doing everything that i can i feel like oh no i i have to i have to find something i have to send emails i have to do this i have to redo my website and i think yeah realizing that some things aren't casting every day and there aren't opportunities 24-7, unless I'm making something myself, to kind of take ownership over um, my writing and making things and knowing that that's also right. working. Yeah. So for all those listening that think, all those older people listening that think that, you know, today with technology, things are getting easier. Things are getting a little more crazy. With I everything would, you have to stay on top of. You know, there's a, there's like, it's such a double-edged sword, especially with voiceover. Um, I can be reached 24-7 and I can be asked to do things 24 7 um because you can do it from your phone because i can do it from yeah i can do it from i have my setup um and i i think my agents know that i will <laughs> yeah <laughs> but but i will and it it has been really beneficial definitely for certain gigs that are last minute right. um it's like a doctor on call yeah yeah oh definitely just yeah. as important mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah i can always be reached so i'm really you know, sometimes I'm hanging out and I get requests and it's 10 p.m. and they're due before 7 a.m. And 
Maybe some days I'm like, I wish I, that wasn't happening, but I would rather have the opportunities. So with all the work and the hustle and the grind that you put in, do you find time to relax? Every year for Thanksgiving, I run here and I run back to New York. And I kind of figured out that nothing happens the Monday after Thanksgiving. I feel like a lot of New York leaves for it and is traveling back. Um, and when I run back and I, I'm like sitting waiting for something or I'm trying to do something on that Monday, um, I learned that if I can have an extra day with my family and calm down and just be here, I I should do that. Right. And it's not going to ruin my career as I previously believed. <laughs> do you have more fun acting or do you have more fun doing voiceovers? I think of them as the same. The same? Yeah. But just when you're not seeing me. And the voiceover community is really fun. Yeah, everybody's goofy. And it's a lot of a lot of fun people who do a bunch of different voices. Um, so you work with people on, on different jobs. And it feels like it's a totally different cast and it's not. Right. It's just you guys doing different voices. When you wake up in the morning, do you ever get that Monday feeling, right? Oh. Do you ever get that feeling? Oh, yeah. And it's... how do you overcome it? Hmm. I, I, I feel like for me that's I'll wake up and I'll have – a thousand emails uh and it won't sometimes it's things i'm not super excited about sometimes it's like say there's a lot of google chrome and alexa related auditions and sometimes i will go to midtown to be like alexa do this and i i don't want to no and I'll, I'll think about it and I, I feel like for me i'll turn on an animated series or i'll have something playing while i'm getting ready uh to go or making breakfast or whatever i'm doing um and I'm inspired by that. So just something I'm to excited. kind of distract you and kind of. Yeah. Or I watch things that I want to work on. Mm -hmm. I watch things that are exciting to me. The prospect of maybe doing something like that. Um, what are some of those things? Oh, boy. Um, animation wise, I love BoJack Horseman. I love BoJack. That's an excellent show. And I love Rick and Morty. I'm really there. If you could be a character in either show, would you want to be an existing character? Or would you want no, to be your own character? Something new. Yeah. Yeah, let's do new things. I think Bojack's almost over, so that that's almost done. But Rick and Morty has to continue for a thousand years. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. They had yeah. they had some crazy deal where they have seventy episodes left. So I think that's gonna go into, you know, twenty forty. Right. Yeah, who knows? <laughs> yeah. Um that and you know, some also human T V shows where there are people on them. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. What advice would you give to someone who um, who is just starting out trying to do what you're doing? It's something I'm still learning and I have to remind myself of, but when I am cast in things, it's because I was myself. I go into the audition and I do what I think it's supposed to be or what feels right to me and what I feel confident doing. You know, be proud of who you are. Is there anything that you do to bring yourself back into you? Like, like, you know, you said before, sometimes you would get stressed out or something and, mm. you know, your, your head could be like all, all cloudy. What do yeah. you do? Is there any any one thought? Do you think of anything in particular? Do you say something to yourself that kind of brings you back? I had an acting teacher who was always like, be here now. And she used to say that so many times. And it kind of felt, you know, if you don't really think about it, it feels like a ridiculous thing for someone to yell at you because you're here now. <laughs> really being here, that's hard to do. All right, Jesse, thank you so much. Is yeah, there anything you. you'd like to add? How can people find you? How can people learn more about oh, you? Um, my Instagram this is Jesse K. Gill, and I put goofy things up, so if you're bored, it might be fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Jesse, yeah. thank you so much for taking the time. Thanks so much. It really Thanks. means a lot to me. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for having me.
If there was only one thing to take away from my conversation with Jesse, it would be to just enjoy. Enjoy what it is that you're doing. Enjoy the challenges and all the little hiccups along the way. Enjoy each leg of the journey and enjoy it with the people around you. Jesse said it herself that if she could go back, she would tell herself to calm down and just have fun with it. Because ultimately, when you're doing what you love, why waste all the unnecessary time and energy on worrying and stressing when you could be enjoying it? Thank you for listening.